You're watching Tech Talk in affiliation with Tech for Techs. We're a community that supports independent trade with the help of vendors and distributors. We're live every Thursday at 8 p.m. London time and we'll be streaming to Facebook and YouTube, Twitter and Twitch. You can listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Google, TuneIn and many more. And now, the moment you've been waiting for, and your host, Philip Griffiths. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Tech for Tech's Tech Talk, where we help your tech business grow. This is episode 19, How to Make More Money. So if you would like to comment in the comment section below, let us know if you can hear us and see us. Well, that would help. So we can actually make sure, obviously, someone's there. Uh, if you would like to also comment and say where you're from, what company you work for, and we'll give you a shout out in the chat as well. Also in the chat, let's just turn it on. Uh, if you click on the link, which I'm going to put in the chat now, uh, if you're in the Facebook group, uh, you will be able to see your name shown. So make sure you click the link I've put in the Facebook group chat. Otherwise, no one will be able to see your name and know who you are. Right, today we're joined by Cormac, Ben, Tim and Will. So Cormac, if you would like to introduce yourself, let us know who you are, where you're from, what you do, and if you've got any tips, advice or news for us. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, Cormac. I'm uh, here in Ireland for Crosshaven Computers. And I will say thank you there to Rich for saying that he can see an error somewhere out there. So, yeah, um, that's uh, that's I do uh, residential and uh, business. Um, I'm trying to switch as much as more into his business, but still keep the residential because uh, there's money to be made. My first tip is a very important tip. If you're going to do a podcast, um, and you're wearing, you're going to wear headphones and a mic, make sure they work. <laughs> uh, we were uh, discovered around five minutes before the show that they weren't working, so I moved from my beautiful office upstairs down to my front room, which, by the way, is beautiful, hence my painting behind. Um, but, yeah, so test that. Actually, I tell you, my, my tip this week is quite a simple uh, tip. It's um, it's uh, it's a tool. Um one that I haven't used for a while. Um, it's a free portable tool, but there's a paid version as well. And I'm sure all the people here watching are on the show probably know it tonight. Geek on installer. Um, I was uh, cleaning up a computer there today, and I usually use a malware bytes uh, tool set, junkware remover. But for some reason, that didn't remove stuff. There was just that horrible AVG in there. So I said, oh, yeah, I remembered from my memory banks, and I just downloaded that tool, and you can just do force removal. Uh, I suppose it's a bit like Refro, Refro on installer, but it's actually a handy little tool. I always like to use, use it a lot before. That's just a little tip uh, to throw into the old tech arsenal. Okay, that sounds pretty good, Cormac. Sounds like a good tool to have a look into. Next up, we have got Ben. Ben, if you'd like to introduce yourself, tell you, well, tell us who you are, where you work, what you do, and um, anything what's not Amiga related. Okay. Oh, you spoiled it right there, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Ben Ashcroft. I run Bugs and Bytes Computing in Lincoln, uh, specialize in refurbished laptops, and also do some desktop sales as well as 
gaming laptops, gaming desktops as well. Uh, and on the gaming subject, very short, sharp tip for you tonight. The new 30 series, 3070 Ti and 3080 Ti are being announced by NVIDIA on the 31st of May and expected to launch on the 3rd of June. Um, which is going to be wonderful, I'm sure, because then we can all get no 30 series TI cards, just like we get no 30 series normal cards. <laughs> so, so nothing new there, basically, then. So more stuff, what's coming out, what we can't get our hands on. And if I remember right as well, they've also made it so uh, apparently you can't use them for mining, or you can, but you get reduced hash rates, which... Also, well, they did that on the 3060, and it didn't go too well on that one. They got well, they let the uh, secret out of the bag how to hack their own cards within a few weeks. So, um, so, but yeah, the 30 series cards. Well, I think any graphics cards at the moment, you're going to be praying to get hold of anything. Right, let's go on to Tim then. Tim, if you want to tell everyone who you are, what you do, and uh, if you've got any tips, story, or news for us. Hi, yes. Uh, so my name's Tim from TKM PM and IT Solutions in North Yorkshire. Um, yeah, the accent throws everyone the first time they hear the accent on the phone. Um, yeah, I'll say my tip this week is about more about work-life balance, particularly with the bank holiday weekend we just had. Um, try not to do anything, and then the phone keeps going off, or you get... All your all your online queries start coming back to you because everyone's at home. I say just try maybe switch off. Yeah, put your phone on the work number on silent. Throw it in the bin. Whatever you need to do, <laughs> give yourself some time to your, to family time or whatever you want to do. Right, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's always good to try and switch off, but it's one of those things we all say we're going to do, and, well, we never do, to be honest with you. It is always uh, uh, a bit of a, a pain turning uh, turning off, I must admit, at the end of the day. So, right, let's go on to our newcomer of the day. We have got Will. Will, if you want to introduce yourself, let everyone know who you are, what you do, and any tips, advice, or stories you've got. Hi, I'm Will from Consumer Tech based in Dunfermline, Bonnie, Scotland, um, roughly about 25 minutes away from Edinburgh. Um, my tip today is to um, to mention that it's World Password Day today, so happy World Password Day. So really just to remind yourselves and, and your customers and business customers about two-factor authentication, how it's such an, an important feature to have on passwords. And if you've got any password managers, then try and sell it on to your customers um, and set them up with two-factor authentication and, and things like that as well. That was that. Right. Yep. It's always a, always a good one. Passwords is always a bane of our life when repairing computers. The customer either doesn't know what the password is, swears that they've never had a password, or blames you because you set it up 10 years ago. So it's a quite, quite a common thing with passwords, to be honest. Uh, not a big fan. Let's just go to chat first and just see what we've got coming in. So it looks like everyone's saying that the sound and everything's working all right. So hi, Rich. And you can hear and see us. Hi, Mark. How are you doing? Uh, and that's from Rayleigh. And we've got Kunal as well, saying uh, from ILGS. And we've got great computer services, 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 great computer services uh, as well. That's Rich Creedy. 
We've got Alison from EADR in Norfolk. So if you need your computer um, data recovery doing or anything like that, that's that she's the person to see. And we've got a bit of flirting going on between Mark and Alison in the background by the looks of it as well. So embarrass the hell out of her now. Um, and we've got Peter from Scan Station Computers in uh, West Sussex as well. Uh, let's have a look. So we've got Marianne Rhodes as well. Evening, evening all. Hope's all well. And everyone's good. I'm good. Thank you for asking. Uh, Peter says, what's wrong with Amiga stuff? Nothing. It's just that. Well... <laughs> We have to wind Ben up then now and again. Uh, we we do. Uh, so we've also got Neo Computers watching from YouTube from a change. So hi Paul, and uh, Alison's saying hi William as well. And let's have a look. Dino Pass uh, from Marion Road saying, uh, "Will DinoPass.com is a great one for creating passwords." Okay, so I'll have to have a look in that one. I'm not use that one myself. Right. Okay. So before I give everyone our tip, we've got to do today's sponsor. Today's sponsor is Fabs Auto Backup. Fabs Auto Backup, one of the most useful and affordable tech tools on the market. Gone are the days where you had to back up user email settings in Outlook, copy and paste document folders from one drive to another, and save all your bookmarks separately. Fabs Auto Backup does all that with ease. Just run the ultra-portable program on your PC, click Backup Now, choose where you want to back up the user profile, then tick the boxes of what you want to back up, and it will do it all for you with ease. And if you are a Tech for Text member, you get an extra 25% discount on Fab's Auto Backup 7 Pro. And if you didn't get that, Fab's Auto Backup is today's sponsor. Right, also, big news as well. Tech for Text has grown yet again. We're now... Okay, that cut me out a little bit, but the news today is we're now at 1,200 members in Tech for Techs in the actual group itself. So uh, uh, we're not allowed to mention alcohol or anything like that. So that was some nice uh, apple juice. Uh, so we'll just leave it so at that. Oh, I like that one. Congratulations. <laughs> nice one. Right, let's go on to my news. So, right, um, Samsung's has warned that if chip shortages continue, they may be unable to manufacture TVs, which in turn means higher prices and less stock. So that's another thing to look forward to, especially if you're wanting a new TV in the coming year. Uh, Microsoft as well has announced some interesting numbers. Windows 10 uh, is used daily on 1.3 billion devices. I'm not sure if that includes everyone who's got a copied copy or not. Um, Windows 7 is used on 200 million devices. I'm hoping they're just old businesses and not consumers, but I think I know the actual answer to that one. Uh, Microsoft Teams has 145 million daily users. And the default Amiga operating system, what has the unique, unique name of Amiga OS, is used daily by just one person, and that's Ben Ashcroft. <laughs> it's Workbench, Joel. Yeah. Come on, it's Workbench. <laughs> okay. You know more than me. I did see an interesting YouTube video the other day, though, Ben. Um, they were using a Raspberry Pi to replace the, um, the processor. Yeah. Uh, and it was going something like that 60 times faster than oh. A500. Yeah, I didn't, know I didn't know if that'd be something you're interested in or not, but no. uh, there you go. <laughs> so it makes you think, um, um, Raspberry Pi, though, how many times faster than an Amiga was? God. Right, so let's have a look. So, 
be folded. Even for me, yeah, even for me, yeah, nerding me out. I don't even know what half the things they're talking about. I know raspberry pie already, like, excellent. Carry on. Well, when Raspberry bring out a potato, we'll let you know about it. <laughs> so, right. So, before we get on to the main topic, if you have any thoughts or questions or advice or anything you'd like to say about this topic, feel free to comment. Even if it's not related to this topic, feel free to comment as well, and we'll do our best to answer your questions. If you're watching from the free, if you're watching from the Facebook group, please click the link in the chat, which I'm going to put in now. Or at least if it actually lets me copy and paste it and doesn't open up the Microsoft Store. Right, there we go. Right, so let's have a look. Let's straight. Let's go straight on to the main topic, how to make more money. So obviously we all want to make more money or, well, if you say you don't, well, you shouldn't really have a business, to be honest with you, unless you're a charity. Um, but basics is every business needs to grow. We need to make profit. And that's basically what we want to talk about today is actually making more profit rather than more income. So let's go to Cormac first because it was actually his idea for the show. So let's hope he's actually got some advice regarding the topic. Otherwise, we might be getting a bit sunkered. <laughs> Funny enough, no, I, I, I kind of, it's not really advice I'm here to give, Phil, all right? It's more a general topic of conversation. And actually, i tell you something there, just looking at the chat there. Peter, uh, Peter, there has he said, buying clients with Windows Seven computers equals profit, you know, mm -hmm. and that's an interesting thing uh, to to begin with, you know, um, because that's one of the reasons why I brought the the the, the, the topic to, to 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 us tonight. What happened? What it, what came into my idea? Why I wanted this topic is I'm doing some work for a company, and. I'm in there and I'm kind of advising them this and that. And there, I've watched their company in the last three or four years really grow. Okay, and I was talking to the owner of the company. We got on quite well, you know. And he was saying that they went away and invested fifteen thousand uh, pound. They have to have money for this now. Fifteen thousand euro in a business coach. And when he said that, he was like. He said that, and he said, look, they're expanding, and this and that. And we were just chatting on the phone, you know. And he turned around to me, and he said, like, one of the one of the tips that he got, he said, off this business coach, was that it's not all about getting new customers. It's about making money off the customers you have as well. Now, this is not, I'm not, this, we had a conversation before, uh, a podcast about reselling, this and that. Now, when it made me think for a day or two, after that, I was thinking, right, that's right, because like, you know, if you get more customers, will make me more busy. But that does not make make it make it down that you could, will make more of a profit, you know. So when I I actually read um I read a book there a while back. I think it's well known in the tech circles. The the pumpkin plan. I think I mentioned it on this show before. Now it's a bit American about you get all your pumpkins in a row and this, but get rid of that stuff, you know. In the sense that. It was to, the point being, it was to concentrate, and I'm, I'm nearly laughing when I'm saying, you know, concentrate on your bigger pumpkins, you know, as in get rid of those niggly little, little things, that, those niggly customers, which are taking up all your time, and you're, 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 you're losing money. Now, for, and I mentioned this on the show, for me, what I done that time, read the book, and I went, you know what, where do, I had someone employed to do uh, iPhone repairs, who aren't making much of it, but I was getting 
I mean, 20, 50 calls a day with people price checking, especially the Samsung phones, because you know how expensive they were. And they were taking up all my time, you know. Now, I, I, I wasn't earning great money, so that money was fairly handy. But I said to myself, you know what? I can't handle it. Just get rid of it. They're not making me money. We're not, I'm not even, you know, I'm, we're not even fabulous at that anyway, you know. So I said, get rid of that. And within a few weeks' time, I was after branching out and getting a lot more business because I was it had more time in my hands to come up with ideas and to tackle and try to get more, you know, good residential clients or great business clients, you know. So when I heard this gentleman's uh, advice, he was like, you know, it's about making more money off your customers. Now it's not a now there's a couple of things which I always like Phil's, uh, and I took Phil's advice last year and raised my prices. It didn't affect anything, you know, and. But it's not about you kind of want to uh, fleece the customers for any way that you can. But my one, and I thanks, thankfully, I uh, Will's on, on the show tonight, and he gave, I got some advice with Will, and we can we discuss something. My idea, I came, I was like, I went right. I have these customers. I'm selling them antivirus, and after a year, they're renewing it, and I'm not making money. So I try to do that. I try to do a renewal. Uh, him with a well-known, he used the antivirus uh, a lot, and it just didn't work out. I, I, I didn't like the antivirus. I just, I, have, I just didn't. I still have licenses left. I don't want to use them. I found anyway. I don't want to particularly attack any company. But I, I what I then realised with this system I have, I could put antiviruses onto people's computers. Okay, and then after eleven months, I can ring up that customer. And say now it's what I'm getting. I'm getting twofold here. Okay, is I'm getting in contact with the customer again, uh, a bit like your dentist saying, "Are you okay for a checkup?" But I'm ringing up after eleven months or eleven and a half months, and kind of say, "Hey, we don't order renew our virus antivirus, which I tell but would you like to renew it?" And if they say yes, you know it's worth twenty five, thirty quid to to me. If they say yes, if they say no for whatever reason, or if they don't answer, whatever. With the uh, system I have, we can pull the antivirus from from their, uh, their computers, you know. Now, that could be a big revenue in, in uh, next year. And that's, that made me think that, that, um, there's that that bit of advice now could have made me a lot of money. Well, you know, a few thousand next year. But I our business has grown here and I'm investing it back into the business because I hired people to work in the office and stuff, not full time, but they work they work enough hours and this and that, and my tech and all that, because I'm trying to manage the growth and trying to, I don't know about accounting. I I have an accounting obviously, but you know, you well, you know yourself, there's loads of invoices and buying stock and all that. So my next thing is I was thinking if that tiny bit of advice I made that money off, no, I can't afford that money for a business coach. But I have been looking all week and asking in another group of and for Business, uh, business coaching books, audio books, and all that. And I remember when I was training and training in this and all that. You might get one tip. You might, you might watch. I used to listen to a lot of podcasts, and you might get one tip off a podcast that could actually make you a lot of money in the tech world. By tonight, you know, the people listening tonight who hasn't used Fabs, if they start using, if they start using Fabs, they will make money. Older, you know, they will because it'll cost themselves a lot of time to save. So that's why I'm trying to go on it with the business now and trying to reach the next level and make more money. And back to what Tim said there about spending time with family and all that. 
you know that expression busy fool and all that i want to be just manage my time and make more money productively you know so that's where i was going with the um with the podcast and that five minute rant you know so that's what i'm looking out of the podcast tonight let's make oh i'll just leave on this one i will leave in this one one of the other famous irish last words <laughs> this is my last one of the other things i have noticed in the group is that there's an awful lot of people in the group building businesses and they're getting bigger and bigger at the start of the year people were asking about back questions and moving on and people are shifting more laptops and they're branching out because as phil said there's nearly 1200 people in this group we are all making money off each other in this group we all have contacts this group is making money and it is improving our business and our <coughs> skills so as i of the people i'm watching are growing so i think i think we could get a pool of ideas to 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 move to the next levels of business if people so wish i really will stop talking. yeah okay so um, pretty good ones there um i think for me um books wise i've i tend to listen to a lot of audio books because i'm usually driving a lot rather than reading them so i uh, audacity um the gary vaynerchuk i don't know if you've come across him before he's It'll get you in the right um, mindset is probably the best way of doing it. And I've been recently, I've not never really been that interested in him, listening to um, uh, Mr. Virgin himself, Richard Branson, some of his books as well, even though they're dating back 20, some of them 30 years or whatever. Um, they're actually quite interesting to hear, and it gets you in the right mindset. And I think that's it sometimes. It's not always what you learn. It's getting yourself in that right mindset to be wanting to do something rather than forcing yourself i think so uh yeah i think it is the cormac show yeah. uh, <laughs> so, uh, i agree david so uh i think when when um, when cormac starts talking well that's it you we've had it so um <laughs> so let's let's go on to uh ben next so ben what sort of um well advice can you give to make more money um well like, first of all, Cormac said, sorry to carry on about that. Um, a group like Tech Protects has been absolutely fantastic for building and growth of the business. It's probably been my biggest growth of business in the last 18 months. As Cormac says, you sort of network, get on with folk and pick up new customers, suppliers, that sort of thing. Um, but within the actual business itself as well, I would say the biggest thing that's helped me is streamlining my business. Um, so, for instance, I've dumped off the cheap products. There was a while, I, a few years ago, I sold netbooks. And then I sold them for next to nothing. I made next to no money. I suddenly thought one day, why am I selling these? Because they're very niche. No one particularly likes them. Um, and so I just I dropped them. I dropped the core two duos. And now, basically, I've set myself that I only buy units of a certain spec unless it's taken on part exchange. So I'll sort of stick to buying minimum fifth gen or sixth gen units now. Um, yeah, I've got some seconds and thirds kicking around, but that would literally be stuff that's just been taken when folk are just going to chuck it in the trash or they're going to just want to get a few quid back for trading sort of thing. So, and then you can sort of make more money out of those older units anyway because you've got them cheaper. So that kind of makes sense in that respect. Um, the other thing I've done in regards to streamlining, I don't do software call-outs now. My abilities are in hardware and sales. My abilities are not in software. I, I do not profess or claim to be a software expert. Um, so if someone phoning me up and asking me to do a call out to go and fix their printer, I could be there half a day and not fix it. 
Um, so yeah, it doesn't work for me. I do hardware callouts, and if it's a software callout that I know I can fix it pretty easily and I know what the fault is, I'll do it. But I'm very particular on what software callouts I'll do now, just because of that. It's, it's a wide range, a wide spectrum of problems with software. Um, obviously, you can do simple things that like you can increase your prices for your services or increase your prices for your products, get a bit more money and a bit more profit that way. Um, one of the biggest things I found for helping to grow the business is the, the whole VAT registration thing. I put it off and I put it off and I put it off. I didn't want to do it because I thought the VAT man's going to end up taking X amount off of me. But with being VAT registered, your turnover is no longer capped at 85,000 a year and your turnover can go through the roof for start to build, build and build. And your profit starts to build with that as well. Um, and depending what scheme you go on, it can also be quite beneficial if you're a company that doesn't buy from a lot of VAT registered companies, you're not going to be able to claim VAT back. You put yourself in something like a flat rate scheme. You still have to charge 20% VAT, but you only pay 9.5%. So you're basically making an extra 10.5% on every sale. Okay, that's pretty good. Um, one of the things what Ben said there, which I do like, is um, basically know your weaknesses is probably the best thing. I think his weakness is probably software compared to hardware, uh, and is actually focus on what you know rather than what you don't know. Don't try and expand into doing the services and stuff that you have no clue about. For example, you have no clue about mobile phones. Don't do it unless you get a lot of practice first or you get a lot of advice or whatever because it'll end up costing you more in the long run, especially when you end up, well, buggering everyone's computer up or should I say device um, uh, because you've not fixed it properly and then you get loads of bad reviews, which then affects your other side of the business, which you do do properly because everyone sees all the negative reviews. So, yeah, um, that's a good one for Ben. And the VAT thing as well, yeah, obviously if that's – a helping you and then you've got the uh, VAT margin as well haven't you which um, Sam spoke about a few weeks ago if you've not seen what the VAT margin is or whatever best thing to do is have a look on our last um, videos on YouTube um, you'll find it under there I think it's just called VAT margin with ALM I think it is off the top of my head and um, Sam there will tell you all about it and how uh, it can uh, basically uh, save you a lot of money and make you more money as well. So, yeah. Um, was there anything else there, Ben, or am I right passing over to Tim? No, that's that's, that's pretty fine. Uh, good point there, though, about the um, the phones and the tablets. I, I tried phones. I bought a few phones in myself to try and repair. And I very quickly learned I've not got the dexterity for working on phones. And I, yeah. just, <laughs> I, I put them back in a box, sold them on eBay, and thought no more about it. Yeah, we did try doing phones and stuff, and then we tried outsourcing it, and then we just decided to go down the route of, right, let's just pass them on to a local store competitor yeah. um, as such, um, uh, but the more of friends and anything, because then they pass us over work, what they don't do. So um, so that's a, another way of making money is uh, becoming friends with your competitors. Your competitors are on the same trade and doing the same thing you are. They can be your advantage. They're not always a negative. So they can cover you when you're busy. If you need to suddenly work on a project where you need to build 50 machines and there's no way you can do it, maybe they can help out for a small commission or they may ask for a favor in the future for helping them out with something else. So that's something to look into. It's always to try and be nice to your competitors. We generally know most of our competitors. I think there's only one we don't get on with, and that's not because of our end. That's the other way around. I don't think he likes anyone, but... 
that's how it goes. But generally, most of them we like. So let's go on to you now, Tim. So, Tim, so what sort of advice have you got for us today? Uh, in terms of, say, increasing profit and that, I would always say keep tabs on what's going on, what's changing in the market. I mean, over the, the lockdown period, I was doing so many repairs, I lost track how many laptops I fixed. Um, data recovery, that kind of thing. Um, so I adapted to did a lot of repairs. The sales side went right down, but in terms of the repair side, um, so yeah, every time there's a repair now, it comes my way, which is it's good in the long run even now. Um, but I so say that's one way of doing it. So just adapt to the local, adapt to your local, your target market. So for the, at the moment, I'm adapting and doing a lot of stuff for infrastructure updates with the networking side of it. Things like Wi-Fi networking, I can pretty much go the whole area I live and not pay for a coffee or or maybe get a drink in a couple of pubs, sorting out their guest Wi-Fi, that kind of thing. Um, or their till points where they're just upgrading, where they decide to just gut, gut the place and start again over lockdown where they couldn't open. So, yeah, I would say always keep up to date with it. And I was, I've done quite well with dealing with the local infrastructure and networking side of it. So... Yeah, really just, if say, if it's not my skill set, I don't touch it. So if someone says it's CCTV camera, that's where I'll leave it. And I've got another company, like you said, Phil, about who you know, you work with or whatever. So who I send you know, after me to sort out the problem with the CCTV camera, if it's going through walls or whatever. But yeah, I say I just adapt to what's going on. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty good. Um <laughs> I agree with Peter. Yes, there is one nutter in every town, if not more. Um, well, I think I found two. Uh, I found three where I live in the space of your first few months. But yeah, uh, I think I find a few every day. To be honest, I think <laughs> recently. But uh, but then it's a good, uh, especially for the customers because we tend to tell them bye bye or send them to somewhere else. But but yeah, other computer stores, you either get on with them or you don't. But it's always best to try to. Um, and if anyone as well uh, talks badly about your competitors, just say, well, we haven't had any issues with them or something like that because you never know. They might be working for your competitor. They may be trying to spread, mm, excuse the language, shit about them uh, or yourselves. So best not to cooperate with them is probably the best way regarding that and just say we have no issues and go from there or if anyone asks have you heard of them just say yeah heard of them and just don't say anything bad because then it looks bad on you when you start bad mouthing them i see a lot of places do that not just computer stores but other businesses they will bad mail their competitors whether it's hairdressers grocery stores or whatever uh, even the big stores do it near enough with their adverts on tv yeah we're better than tesco's we're better than sainsbury's we're better than asda blah 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 don't bad mouth over your competitors. It's it's never a good thing. Right, let's move on to Will. So, Will, after everyone's um, comments, I hope you've got something to add in here. So, uh, um, what yeah. would you like to say? Just touching on basically what everyone said. I started break repair and I moved into the MSP, the managed service provider side of things. So, given the current climate, that a lot of businesses have had to close and things like that, and they pay annually, they've had to ask for pauses or breaks in the contracts, which I've, I've tried to accommodate. But what I found quite handy um, with residential and businesses is don't just offer an annual fee, take it down for monthly for them. Um, and that way, because you, you look at a monthly, as I say, it's the price of a, a fish supper for my 
Mary Services for antivirus and protection, break it down monthly for them and it's a smaller amount to pay rather than them thinking that they're going to have to pay a, a large annual fee out, out, you know, out with the, given what's going on with the pandemic and things, a lot of places are closing. Um, and even though you, you, you've got your antivirus for businesses that you pay your, your contracts to, like Synchro or, or Plusnet, whoever it is, um, Pulsenet, um, I offer my antivirus for the businesses to residential as well and just charge them a small monthly fee for it. So it's like £1 or £1.50. Um, but like I was saying to Cormac, we had a chat the other week there, break it down and give them it per month. Um, and I, I'm making money back off that because I'm already paying for the fees anyway uh, with my software provider. Um, so, yeah, I started offering out antivirus for £1.50 and it's just pure profit that I was making out on because I'm already paying for the fees that, that I'm paying for my software provider. Um, and they're getting business security as well for residential price. So that, that was, I, I recognise quickly that doing MSP side of things is break down your prices and charge them monthly for it. Um, and I got a, a lot more customers signing up because it was just the price of a fresh supper. So it was, it was good to do. So that was, that was really it. Yeah, some pretty good advice there. Um, we do a lot of stuff where we tie people into a, well, a contract as such. I won't say tie them into it, but uh, um, get them to pay monthly or whatever for a service, whether it's security backup or whatever. And a lot of time, it's pretty much all profit. So, uh, uh, sorry, right, Ben's commenting and putting me <laughs> off in the private chat about fish suppers. <laughs> Come on, Ben. If it's not a meager, it's now food. Um, right, okay. So, right, let me go on to my um, list now. But if anyone else has got any comments they want to um, talk about or anything uh, adding to this, how, how do you make more money and so forth, feel free to put it in chat. Yes, there may be people local to you on who may see it and so forth, but, hey, we're all in this. There's plenty of money to go around. So um, Peter mentioned about our managed clients are billed monthly for support, backups, etc., all collected by direct debit via GoCardless. Yes, we use GoCardless. I've been for a good few years now, and we get a good chunk of our income coming through monthly now, to be honest with you, for, as I said, security, um, online backup, or different different things like that um, on a monthly basis, or even a maintenance contract where we bill people uh, for basically labor repairs and uh, a yearly service and stuff like that on a monthly basis. And it actually works out cheaper for us in the long run um, than if we were actually going out uh, all the time because we, most of it we can monitor uh, directly via our PC using something like Synchro, uh, Pulseway, whatever service, Ninja or whatever service you use. So let me just go through my list. So let me have a look what we've got in here. So, yeah, number one, the easiest way to make more money is your prices. Um, we've done numerous surveys in the Tech for Tech group about prices and everyone's prices are always from all the way down there all the all the way up there if you can charge all the way up there then hey yeah why not um obviously as long as you're providing a decent service and you're offering value for money why not charge a hundred pound an hour if you can do it you can do it different areas as well so if you're in london obviously prices are going to be higher than if you're in the likes of i don't know um I don't know what prices are like in Ireland, so I'll say uh, the middle of uh, the Peak District is going to be a lot cheaper, more than likely. <laughs> so, 
Price-wise, um, I would suggest, though, anyone who is charging very little on any of those um, surveys we do, if you're in that bottom 30%, 40%, just to have a look at up in your prices. Just buy a fiver. That's all. Put all your prices up. Buy a fiver for your services. And I bet you, you'll get very little, if no complaints about it. And if you do get any complaints, 99.9% of those people will still pay anyway. And the certain person will complain anyway if you get your prices saying the same. You always get that one who complains you're most expensive in the area when you're actually the cheapest. Who here in chat has ever lost customers because they've actually uh, put the prices up? Have you, When you put prices up, Cole, Mac, have you ever lost any customers? No, um, not that I know of. And uh, maybe the customers that I lost, maybe it's okay that I lost them as well, in the sense that um, I'm not doing, I'm not doing this for my my big thing about it. Like if you if you put up your prices in ten or twenty quid, okay, and for a couple of weeks later, if you do a price a, a job for a, a lower price, you know, for whatever reason, you be kind of sitting down to yourself and going, why am I doing this? It's not enough money for this job. You know, you get used to the prices going up, you know. Now, as you have to do it gradual, don't throw them up, you know, don't go up 50%. And I was very careful not to throw them up during the pandemic because, I, you know, I didn't mm -hmm. want people to think we were making money. We have to think long-term on this, you know. Um, but, um, no, we won't, we won't lose customers. In fact, I made customers because people do have the belief that if you're slightly more expensive than maybe your, your competitors up the road or whatever, that means you're better. I don't know. That, that that's what they they they, they think, you know. Yeah. yeah I mean, so I mean, what I found, I up my prices. Um, in fact, I doubled my, my what I started doing when I first opened up because I didn't know how to gauge the local. I was kind of playing with prices when I it was an area that I wasn't familiar with with, with the local market necessarily. Um, but what I actually found was I increased my prices, but usually I find I do. My customers are so happy with what what the job I do for them. They actually then give me extra while I'm there, anyway. So they say, "Oh, we'll give you say say thirty, forty quid more," just because they're so happy with what I've done. And they always, cause I've still got them to this day. In fact, they refer me to other people. So do a good job, and they'll stick with you. It's I think that's the, the motto is really with that. As a good place, as good customer service. I think that's that's where word of mouth has helped me give them good customer service mm -hmm. and as we've mentioned many times on the show before is don't over promise things you know don't don't promise the world when you can't give it rather aim low go higher sort of thing yeah that's true Definitely. you tend to find if you put your prices up or at least i found is when you put them up you get rid of those customers you don't want anyway, or most of the customers, to be honest with you. You tend to find the ones what complain are generally going to complain no matter what you charge. Yeah, you, uh, yeah. you'll, you'll, you'll lose the low-end customers. Even if you lose a couple of low-end yeah. customers, the ones that you'll gain from your slightly higher prices will be better customers generally anyway. I mean, the thing is, you can do the best job in the world, and customers will come and go, depending on what your business model is as well. Uh, I, yeah. You may only get single-unit purchase once, and they never hear from you again, or never hear from them again. But they might pass your name and number on someone else who comes and buys. Where I found uh, I found it would would, would be being fat registered. Obviously, businesses don't really care about you being like they'll, they'll claim the fat back. But with the residential customers, I was fearful that 
that was going to uh, affect it because they were going up. They were going up a, a bit. It doesn't appear to have affected it so far, you know. Um, I, I do make, and we I was talking to, to, to the people I was working with about this, we'll say something is 90 quid, okay, plus that. They were saying, oh, well, we, that should be 105 euro. But I was always a pains to point out to the customer that was 90 quid plus that. It was for me, if, now, they, now they're still looking at 105 but it was a case of, for me, I wanted to point out that my prices weren't going up, but this is that. You know, it was, I don't know if what, there could be a thousand ways of looking at that way. It's just, I felt like, I, I felt like just saying that it's 105. I just thought last time they don't, came down, it wasn't 105, you know. So, um, yeah, that, 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 was, that was, that was, that's what I'm saying. I said, I said, I said in my hands. Sorry. It's all right. Everyone who's watching, if you're wondering what just happened there, I just messaged Cormac just to tell him to sit on his hands because he waves his hands about and his hands going in front of the mic makes him go this quiet. Just so. the mic that's not meant to be working anyway. So, yeah, I'll have to work on that. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, I, I get yeah. what you're saying, Cormac. I, I didn't find that a, a major problem when I went back registered because businesses generally love it because a lot of businesses I deal with are back reg anyway so they can claim that back. Um, consumer home users didn't seem to mind it either because I just quote the price now including that and I had a couple of questions I had a couple of comments from folks saying why is your Windows installed 72 pounds and not 70 pounds and I explained to them I just said well look it's 60 pounds plus of that so it's um, they're fine with that you know it's, it's, I've not had any issues since went back, the only issue is paying all the money to the Batman. I don't like doing. <laughs> yeah, well, no one likes sending the uh, taxman money, do they? So, but yeah, I must admit, when big mistake we did, me and Jen did, um, because beforehand we was one of these bedroom traders, what everyone hates and so forth. I don't like the saying, but we worked from home basically before we had the store. And one of the things we did when we opened the store is because we wanted to sort of beat everyone else or get everyone's custom we ch we put our prices too low our prices were way too low to try and attract custom and the only custom we got were those what were wasting our time they wanted everything for nothing it didn't matter how cheap we did it or even for free they would still complain and as soon as we put our prices up to the same sort of prices i was doing for the call out service and so forth um those customers disappeared and we got a better clientele because of it and obviously we've put our prices up again since then many times because it's good a few years ago but um we'd like to try and stay roughly the same sort of price everyone else locally is or even slightly higher and make sure we offer a better service than they do so we can warrant our price basically and obviously if you charge nothing or very little if you're let's just say charging 20 quid for a windows install if you're making profit from that after you've paid all your taxes and living expenses and so forth, you must be cutting hell of a lot of in um, corners, uh, as well as potentially using pirated stuff and stuff like that. Potentially, I'm not saying you are, but there's always that chance. Um, if you're not paying, charging the right amount, you're usually cutting corners, which usually shows up to the customer, the the ones that want to pay money, that's like, hey, why is he only charging 20 quid and everyone else charges 60? He's not going to be as good as the others if he's only charging 20 pounds. There's got to be a reason why. It must be a load of rubbish. And a lot of people do think like that. So, 
Right, let's go on. Have we got anything in chat? No, chat's very quiet tonight. So if anyone does want to comment, please do comment uh, and we'll go through. So let's have a look. Next on my list is upselling, specifically services. Turn a £50 job into a £100 job. You've doubled your money there. Um, PC World does it. I posted something in the group a few days ago. And that was basically, well, a very popular post, shall we say. Um, but if you have a look, there are some services they offer for £45. But if you actually read the small print, everyone thought, oh, all that service is £45. Now, that's for each service. So... It's £45 for them to install a new program for you, but it's also £45 for them to service your machine, and it's another £45 for them to clean the inside of it, and then it's another £45 to do all the updates. Yeah. So it's not £45 to do all that. So they know how to upsell. So if someone comes in to have one service done, they're more than likely going to be work, uh, walking out with actually two services done. So it's going to cost them double what they thought they were going to do. So make sure, obviously, you do have options to upsell, whether it be security, backup, online. Uh, backup's an easy sell. Um, we sell hell of a lot, whether it either you back stuff up onto someone's machine, you may only charge extra, an extra 25 quid for it and then the price of the drive hey it don't take you long to do a backup if the machine's up and running you just sit on one side stick a hard drive in and away you go it's an extra 25 quid profit 50 quid or whatever you want to charge so and it's the same with other features if you want to do a service you could add extras on like internal cleans and stuff like that for an extra so much money and you can easily double your money doing these things obviously don't rip people off and you could always do a bundle where you do a set number of services for a set price as well so but try and not just charge one price for everything otherwise people will take advantage and want everything doing for that one price try and charge for each service and you can easily add up a good few quid on there and the customer will think oh it's only an extra 20 pounds and it's only an extra 20 pounds and it's another 20 pounds and that 60 pound service is now 120 pounds okay so that's another thing do any of you guys do upsells like that yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's how I, I've done it with some of my networking stuff. That's how I started off getting the started off with one pub that then t turned into just sorting out an internet issue. Went in there, checked the wireless out, and I ended up getting the whole networking kind of circuit going. And I got about four referrals on referrals just from that alone. So, mm -hmm. yeah, and the networking kit plus my time, I decharged my time and labor doing that. So, yeah, the upsell alone, it was a one good job and the, the image locally for me to doing that is worked really well for me for in terms of people wanting me to redo the infrastructure and networking and that kind of thing yeah so, sounds pretty good i was going to say exactly what max just said there is upgrading the ram from four gigabytes to eight gigabytes that's great yeah yeah mm -hmm. uh, i'll so, do that along with a, a solid state drive upgrade um i'll add the add in the the RAM upgrade as well, and throw in um, which I bought from this little screen cleaners with micro microfiber, uh, microfiber cloths. Um, and every screen repair I do, I throw one of them in as well. Um, mm. And you just put the price onto the, the actual screen repair, and, yeah. and I think it's great because they're getting something free. So, yeah. Uh, I, I I love personally. I love the upsell. It's one of the Things yes. is absolutely, I really love it when customers come in. Just what Peter's just said there, SSD, 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 yeah. SSD. 
every customer yeah. comes with a hard driving machine, upsell an SSD drive, yeah. or better still, upsell the newer, more, more modern machine. I think I got one in this week. It's a AMD A6 third gen sort of style Acer. Um, said, look, it'll be X amount for your SSD and Windows. It came and running slowly. I said, just pay me a little bit extra. You can get this nice sixth gen Dell Latitude. I'll take your Acer and Part X. Get really cheap and yeah, they're happy. Um, even when I do trade orders, try and upsell folk to a better quality laptop or try and get chuck an extra laptop or two into the order. Yeah, we know about that. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Sorry about that. I had, uh, I, uh, window open. <laughs> I return all the laptops, the residential laptops. So I return them all boxed uh, with our logo on and packets of sweets and all that inside them. And the reason being is that if someone's paying a hundred quid for something, when they come down to collect it, they're getting a, a, a you know a brown box logo, sweets and all this inside, and it's like they're getting a present, you know. Kind of like they're getting. To me, it makes the pain of them paying over a hundred quid a little bit less because they get like bright shiny pins and sweets and stuff. And I tell you, it's getting a great reaction. You know, it's costing me to do that probably I think two euro. You know, to put them in boxed and all that sort of stuff cleaned up, and it looks like they're getting a new computer back. It's just a little thing. Yeah. You probably find the local police are watching you, Cormac, thinking you're doing drug deals or something. <laughs> they're, like. they're already watching me, man. They're already, <laughs> they're already watching me, man. You know, they're already but, yeah, yeah, doing extra things like that does. Uh, I'm going to say we've done it many or do it all the time is um, just cleaning someone's laptop mm. or computer and giving them back. They'll comment more about it being clean that you've actually then actually speeded up yeah. ten times more or whatever. It's, People are funny sometimes. Oh, it looks like new. That's really good. I never thought it looked like that. I didn't realise it was white. I thought it was whatever colour and so on. <laughs> um, and so on. Um, but, yeah, I must admit, SSDs, as Peter said, internet security is a good markup. RAM as well, yeah, 4 gig, unless it's one of these DAF laptops, which you can only have 4 gig and, and it's soldered in and all that and the other, which is getting more and more common. HP, <coughs> HP, um... <laughs> And stuff like that. You don't like HP. Don't get me wrong. The, the the business line stuff is actually pretty good. The consumer yeah. stuff is um, well HP. Huge problem as we like to call it. We see uh. it. So uh, so yeah so yeah. Um, Peter's saying we very uh, good attach rate on new computers for setup, data transfer, home setup, antivirus, MS Office, new Wi-Fi printer, etc. Yeah, upselling is a good way of making more money, but obviously make sure you are making money out of it and not just chucking it in, including in the price of what you're doing. So don't just give them free security or whatever. Make sure you're charging for it. Maybe not the full price. Say so if you have a service, you get it for 20 quid instead of 30 or something like that. Um, make it a good upsell. Let's have a look what else I've got on here. Um... Okay, so yeah, so doing stuff like, as I said, the bundles of the services is generally a pretty good thing as well. Right, let's go to, yeah, Peter. So he says none of that's free. So does anyone else in the chat have any ideas of how to make more money? Um, so we, we say more money, more profit, rather than robbing people and stuff like that. Um, and I, I literally don't mean bank robs and stuff like that i mean just ripping them off um so let's have a look rich says um 
he only upsells if it's appropriate. Obviously, yeah, only if it's appropriate. But one of the biggest things, as I say, backup is most people need backups. They don't know how to do it, even though it's fairly simple these days. Um, most devices come with a backup program built on them. Uh, and Windows has got it built in as well. All you need to do is type backup and just press start, and it pretty much does it for you. So, uh, But I do find that's a big upsell because most people, I'd say 95% of the customers that come in, and that includes business customers, have never done a backup. No. Or if they have, they did it once. So yeah. I'll get I'll go around to customers' um, houses once a year, and what they'll do is say, I've not done a backup since. Can you do a backup for me and make sure it goes through? Yeah, one of and the ways I've yeah one of the ways I found to upsell what I do is I actually I built a server unit that is uh, nice nice and securely locked away in the office in a corner but i actually almost sell a backup space for the customers laptops so i put I put a program on there and it just auto backups their stuff as they save it on there and i just charge x amount per month and it, that's, it's as simple as that so likewise okay. they got their backups and it's, it's my service so even if the office i have to move office or anything like that they know where it is. They know it's safe, and it's usually the customers that come back to me anyway. So I don't have to argue where the data is <laughs> with them half the time. So yeah, that sounds pretty good. Just obviously make sure. Obviously, if anyone decides they want to do that, you fill in any paperwork. What needs doing? General, obviously, yeah. GDPR and all that and so forth. So that's a good one. So. Has anyone else on here got any other ideas of how to make money? Call Mac. Yeah, I, can see you I do, I do, I do, but not that idea. I could, I could have a little witch about something there now. I was like, I'm trying my best to concentrate there on a podcast, but for the last half an hour there, I just got texts from Customs. I have a gaming computer coming in tomorrow, and they, they, they pulled it for whatever reasons, and something to do with an EORI number and a VAT number not matching. And this is the poo-poo that we're putting up with since Brexit. And it's a, that's, that's, affecting, that's affecting business, you know. That's affecting business, it, it is. And uh, it's been my being my bonnet since we started. So, yeah, um, open up borders and trade freely. That's what we should be doing to make uh, to make the money. So, you know... There's two solutions to that, Cormac. One is either A, you move to the UK, or B, Ireland becomes part of the UK. Can you imagine that you being a bit not... of a. Hmm. Philip, sir, you have not read your history lately, my good man. <laughs> exactly. Well, I said there were two solutions. Um, I don't know who the solution would be actually for, but uh, I'll probably Wait, get I... probably you. <laughs> we'll, we'll stay away from that. That shows the topic. So at this grad, look there. Uh, you know what? That's all part of business too. To uh, to 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 figure these things out. You know. That's <laughs> Just in case there is anyone from the IRA watching, it was a joke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you all, you all, the podcast is going well when you go, when you yeah. have to say anyone's watching yeah. from the IRA, it's a joke. That's yeah, all exactly. Going. Uh, and I don't, I don't live where I live. I live about a hundred miles that way. Uh, and his name is Frank. Yeah, my real name's Frank. This is just my state name. Ah, that's no, sir. You know, look the Brexit thing. It's just what it is. It's just a time to the customs. It's making. You know what? I'll be honest with you. It's. I'm so delighted that I'm in this group 
I seriously, because it kept me training uh, with people in in the group because uh, you could trust you could trust people in the group, you know. And it generally was when people were saying, "But you could buy it, try to buy them elsewhere, buy try to buy it in France, try to buy it there, try to buy it there." I was like, "No, I actually trust everyone in 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 the group, you know." And you can you would like they're sending money off, especially to the English. Like you want to watch yourself there, man. But you trust these mm. people. No, <laughs> so it's a good thing, yeah. There we anyway. go. I'm not going to be sleeping tonight, so right. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, general have the shotgun under the pillow and the baseball bat and everything. Uh, I'll tell the boys to leave you alone. Don't worry about it, mate. Uh, it should be all right. Right. Yeah. Is there anything else anyone would like to add? Because chat seems a bit quiet tonight. So um, has anyone else got any ideas of ways for people to <laughs> make money? Offer collection and drop-off service if you don't do it already, because yeah. those folks that don't drive can't come to you. Um, I live about five miles out of Lincoln in a wee village. Um, and so, yeah, quite often do the collection and drop-offs, usually chuck an extra tenner on, but just incorporate it into the price. Okay. And if there's any Americans wondering and wonder what he's on about by a wee village, it means small. Okay. <laughs> and a, a, a tenner is ten pounds. <laughs> so but yeah so that's another option is we did that a lot through lockdown when we weren't able to visit people and they couldn't come to us we offered a free collection and delivery service just so we could have obviously customers still coming in and so forth well not coming in but work coming in as a such um but yeah i must admit um right is there anything else anything else from chat um Let's have a look. Oh, Hack Max bank account. That's an easy, money, easy money maker. Yeah. So, I think darling, the Dodge, darling Dodge, darling Dodge, Dodge coin is it? Where, where do I have my money? Cayman Islands. Yeah, it's all in potatoes, by the way. It's Dodge coin. Where's where? What are we doing with the? Uh, yeah, Dodge coin is that not the one? Yeah. Doge. Doge, Doge coin. coin. Yeah, coin. Yeah, you've got it all in that, have you? I, I do. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Well, it's done well in the last few weeks. So uh, probably that meeting you had with Elon Musk a few weeks ago uh, must have done, uh, done the job. <laughs> well, yeah, we pumped it up, man. Pump and dump. Myself and Elon. Exactly. That's, the, that's the expression, isn't it? Pump and dump. Yeah. It just shows you, though, how one person can affect stuff so much. All he needs to do is say, yeah, I like do Doge or I'll put a picture of a dog with a space rocket on it going uh -huh. to the moon and the price doubles. And then all he needs to say the next week is, oh, I think the price is a bit high and the price halves. And um, it, yeah. it just shows you how influential one person can be, especially in, obviously, cryptocurrency and so forth. Um, also, on about cryptocurrency, the um, new Chia, is it Chia, Chia or whatever, which is the hard drive mining one, has gone properly live now. And some people have made hell of a lot of money on that. Um, everyone was expecting it to be worth about $20 for a coin. When it launched, it came in at roughly £1,200. Um, and it's dropped since to about 400 but a lot of people have got a lot of it and they've made a lot of money. So uh, it's one of those things you think, hmm, I wish I jumped into that. But then again, we don't really do much in the way of crypto. So uh, I can just imagine having 100 hard drives sitting in the uh, office here. That would make hell of a racket. So, right. If there is nothing else, unless anyone in chat has got anything else they'd like to say, William, Tim, Ben, Cormac, I think we might call it an early night tonight. 
Yeah, I think I've said that's not a need to. Yeah. I, I, don't think, I don't think anyone in the chat wants to make any money tonight, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, Rich is saying that Chia or Chaya or how you want to pronounce it. When I see it, I think it's going to say China uh, for some <laughs> reason, but Chaya um, is the storage crypto, yeah, for hard drives and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, well, if that's it, I know Cormac's got to get going in a few minutes, so... We might as well call it a night here. So I would like to say thank you for Cormac, Ben, Tim, and Will for joining us. We do have a show next week at 8 p.m. I've no clue what the show actually is, so I'm going to have to have a look at it. So um, I've been that busy. I've not wrote down. Oh, yeah, it's ALM um, and Recycle Tech. So ALM Wholesale who sell laptops as well as recycle your tech which do exactly what they say they recycle tech um they'll be on the show next week all being well at 8 p.m so make sure you tune in and see what sam from alm recycle your tech has to say so otherwise if you are an independent trader store owner msp tech vendor distributor you can find out more information about tech for techs at tech for techs .co.uk forward slash join. Join over 1,100 now. Join over 1,200 members now, just like you, that can give you free business or tech advice. And did I say it's totally free to join with no membership costs or any other membership fees or costs to you? And if you do click on that join button, make sure you fill the questions in, because if you do not, you won't get in. And then don't start emailing me and saying, why won't you let me in the group? Because you haven't read the questions and answered them. So please read the questions, fill them in. It's pretty simple. Ask you who you are, what's your website, do you agree to the rules, and we'll let you in. And if you don't, well, simple as uh, we won't let you in. So as simple as that. So right, thank you everyone for watching, and we will see you next Thursday at 8 p.m. Thanks again. Bye, everyone. Bye.